Hello again. Welcome back to the On My Mind podcast. It's been a while. And I know it's been a while because this is my fifth time recording this intro. I keep getting all flustered and nervous because it's been, I mean, three weeks. I don't know why I feel so rusty right now, but I'm not going to make it a sixth, mostly because I have a weird thing with even numbers. I love to do things in odd numbers. Music volume in the car always has to be odd. It's it's a curse that I can't break. And yeah, it kind of controls my life sometimes. But anyway, welcome back to the On My Mind podcast. My name is Ava, your host. If you're new here, welcome. If you're not and you've been around, hey, good to talk to you again. I can't believe we haven't spoken since last year. <laughs> Cue laugh track. Uh, that joke is so outdated. I am so excited that it's a new year. I love the energy that surrounds a new year. I think everyone's feeling very hopeful and motivated for 2024. And I love those vibes. I just, it feels very uplifting. And yeah, it's still the point in the year where it's still going strong <laughs> because we all know it's just natural that things dip off and motivation kind of goes away, but that's okay. That's a part of life. I'm just enjoying it while it's here and hoping to stay consistent enough. The intention is there and that is enough. I hope you had an amazing holiday season, a good New Year's Eve. I had a really fun New Year's Eve. We spent it with our friends, Micah and I, and oh my gosh, where we were, people truly spare no expense with New Year's Eve in terms of fireworks you literally, like when 12 p.m. hits, even just like the 10 minutes leading up to it or 12 a.m., it goes crazy. It's so loud. It's kind of overstimulating, but the sky is just filled with like fireworks and there's more fireworks in the sky than there is not. And it was just such a fun experience. We didn't stay out too late, actually, only like 2.30 a.m., which is really early because last New Year's Eve, we stayed out till the sun was coming up. So yeah, that was really, really fun. That all just feels so long ago at this point. I feel like even January is flying by. And yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to enjoy each day as it comes. I just love the month of January, like I said, because that feeling of hopefulness and just excitement for the new year is just so fun. I think one of the best things about going into a new year is not knowing what the year is going to bring. Because if you think about you last January, I think you would just have had no idea all the things that would change for you last year and that would happen for you. And the same goes for this year. Like we can try to plan as much as we want, but truly you never know where life is going to take you, what could happen, what could change, what new things could come up. And I think that's, it's exciting. You could also look at it and be like, I'm so scared of that because trust me, I do too sometimes. But if you look at it with excitement, I think it just makes you feel really ready for the year and also just realize that at the end of the day, we can't always control everything that happens to us. Sometimes I like to look at it, things happen for us, not to us. But yeah, it's just so wild. I was, when I was thinking, reflecting on last year, I was just thinking about me at the beginning of 2023 versus me at the end of 2023. I just had no idea what was coming. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll think the same this year. It's kind of cool going into the year knowing some things that I know are going to happen. One, which I will be talking about very soon on social media, but also just things like my sister just moved home. She's lived in New York the last eight years. She just moved home. It's my only sibling. So I've felt like an only child basically the last eight years while she has lived so far away. But what's even more exciting than that, her moving home, is that she's having a child. She's pregnant right now, which is just crazy because 
it's only us two. We don't have any first cousins. Neither of our parents' siblings ever had kids, so we are the only grandchildren in the family. So it's cool that the family is finally going to be expanding and growing. I'm going to be an auntie, which is crazy. And yeah, it's just been wild having her home and like seeing my sister be pregnant is such a wild experience because when you look at your sibling, like you don't imagine them making their own family one day. Like they are part of your family and the fact that she's going off on her own, she's going to be a mother. I'm super excited for that. My whole family's excited. She's taking the cake for the first grandchild in the family, which you know what? I'll give it to her because as the older sister, she has taken so many hits over the years of being the first one to, you know, Older siblings just paved the way for younger siblings and the younger siblings just ride the coattails of that. I'm not going to lie. I'll admit to it. For example, I remember all hell breaking loose when she announced to my parents that she wasn't going to go to college and she was going to pursue a career in dance and musical theater. At the end of the day, everything ended up working out. But in the moment, like she went through so much with that. And then when it came to me making that decision, not going to college, hardly even a blink you know what I mean? So I feel like older siblings just paved the way. So I'll let her take the cake on the first grandchild. I'm also just, I don't, yeah, she wants kids right now. And I get to benefit from that because I'm still related, like blood related to this future child, but I don't have to fully take care of it. And that's awesome. I feel like that's the fun part about either your friends having kids or your siblings having kids, whatever, because you get to just hang out with them for all the fun parts and kind of just enjoy that. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds so selfish, but I know when the time comes later on in life, I'll be excited and ready to, you know, do all of it, not just the fun and good parts, but right now it'll be fun to just enjoy, enjoy having a little kitty around. I threw a little gender reveal for her and her husband, which was really fun. She wasn't going to have one initially, but I was like, you know what, for your first kid, I think let's pull out all the stops. Let's just do it because... Why not? I know that used to not be a thing, but it is a thing now. And the more celebrations, the more parties you can have, literally, why not? So I threw her a little gender reveal. She and her husband already knew the gender. And so it wasn't a reveal for them, which I honestly love the concept of. I'll get into that in a sec. It was mostly a reveal for our families, for her friends. And so I was like, since this isn't like an intimate moment of the parents finding out their gender and it's this emotional thing, they already know. Let's make it a show for the viewers. <laughs> so I was looking up different ideas of how to make an entertaining gender reveal. And I came across the one of two sumo wrestlers doing like a little stunt match, doing a fight scene. One of the sumo wrestlers represents team boy. The other sumo wrestler represents team girl. And I was like, this is literally perfect. We can get the crowd riled up. So I did it with my sister's husband's younger sister. So like kind of my sister-in-law by association, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how that works. My sister's sister-in-law, so I guess also my sister-in-law. But yeah, she was team girl. I was team boy. I bought the sumo blow-up costumes on Amazon. We did this improv fight scene and it was really funny. My sister's having a girl, by the way. A little baby girl, which is so exciting. But I was dressed up as, as the boy. She was dressed up as the girl. And I was like, okay, let's literally play with the crowd's emotions. We're going to pretend like I'm the one that won, get everyone super excited. Like, oh my gosh, it's a boy. And then she's going to come up from behind me, push me down and team girl is going to win. So that was really fun for the soundtrack. We used Gimme, Gimme, Gimme by ABBA, A-B-B-A. Like I never know how to say that artist's name, ABBA. I don't know. And the intro to that song is so good and so powerful. So that was the background music while we were doing that little 
minute, minute and a half fight scene. And I have to say, it was a crowd favorite. It was a crowd pleaser. It was so much fun. I see this becoming more and more popular, but normally what happens is everyone is finding out at the same time. The parents are finding out at the same time as the friends and the family. And I've been seeing it where the partners will do it with each other first and it'll be this really intimate moment just shared between the two of them. And I like that more because you get to share that together with no other people around, distractions. You can just enjoy it with your partner. And I think that's so special because usually at gender reveals when everyone's finding out at the same time, you kind of have to include, not that it's a bad thing to include other people, other people in the experience, but I feel like it's a special moment that I would just want to share just the two of us before sharing it with the world. We can kind of dissolve dissolve we can kind of uh, absorb that information that news and then yeah do the whole big thing i have just seen so many horror stories specifically on tiktok where the gender is revealed the parents find out and before the husband even hugs the wife he's like dapping up his bros and i'm like absolutely not <laughs> next no like that boils my blood i'm like really and i don't think that would ever happen with me and micah but I don't know. I love the idea of just sharing that. So that's my two cents on that. Don't know why I talked about that for two whole minutes straight, but that's how I feel. <laughs> One of the things that I started in the new year, courtesy of Micah's suggestion for us, is that we do 75 hard, 75 soft. I said I was doing 75 hard on YouTube and some people got really offended that I didn't say 75 soft because we made modifications to 75 hard. But you know what? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's a 75-day challenge. And to me, it's hard. So <laughs> 75 hard. It's hard to stay consistent and motivated. I feel like the challenge itself is pretty doable for me. But it's just the idea of, you know, this mental challenge that is like, okay, we are really doing the thing. So we started on January 2nd. January 1st, absolutely not. That is not the day to, for me, not to start New Year's goals. It used to be. I used to be like, hit the ground running January 1st. But now that I've gotten older and I really celebrate New Year's Eve, January 1st is I still like to observe the holiday and rest and recoup. January 2nd is, yeah, the day that we started. And so basically I explained in the YouTube video if you want to go and watch it, but we made some modifications just because you have to do what's best for you, what's still going to be a challenge for you, but what works with your lifestyle and what you want out of it. So whatever, 75 hard, 75 soft, 75 day challenge is what we're doing. And the goal is for it to create habits that last past the challenge. It's not just to do 75 days of these certain things and then absolutely fall off the face of the earth with it. The purpose is to continue it, but we, for our rules, we want to work out 45 minutes every single day. And as of right now we have, which I'm feeling really good about, that can be anything from a workout class, a super strenuous workout to a simple walk. Just as long as there's 45 minutes of movement in your day, it could be 45 minutes of stretching or whatever it is. If you need a rest day and you need to just do like a short, simple stretch, whatever your body is feeling that day. Drink a gallon of water, which I don't even know if that's been happening because I'm not tracking it to the T. All I know is that I've been drinking way more water than I ever have. And I feel like having the goal of drinking a gallon of water makes me a lot more intentional about drinking more water. So whether I'm hitting a gallon or not, I'm drinking way more water than I ever have, which is good. Sticking to 
eating more nutritious, healthy, whole foods. That has felt super good. I've also been meal prepping, which is crazy. Who is she? That has literally changed my life and made my life so much easier doing that. But basically we want to eat more whole, nutrient dense foods, no fried foods, no fast food, trying to stay away from processed sugar and processed foods. That's been kind of what we've been following and I feel so good. Clearly I'm on a health and wellness journey this year. And I've tried a lot of different things. I feel like everyone's journey is so unique to themselves and it has to be so personal. At times I've been really good with my routines. At times I haven't, but I think having something that holds you accountable, that's fun to do is so nice. And that's why I love Aloe Moves. Whether you are going all in or easing into it, Aloe Moves has the classes and flows that are made to move with you. Aloe Moves is an on-demand streaming wellness platform from Aloe Yoga, and I love them so much. You guys know I'm all about my daily little rituals, one being movement every day, and Aloe Moves just gets it, and me, ranging from yoga and fitness to meditation and self-care, it's definitely a go-to for every step of your health and wellness journey, and don't fear, I... I get bored very easily sometimes, especially with fitness. I feel like I'll get into a good groove, but then I'm like, okay, next. But with Aloe Moves, they have over 100 new classes every month, so you can always try something new. Personally, I really enjoy the flexibility that comes with Aloe Moves. My schedule is constantly changing and I travel a bit, so Aloe Moves lets you pick and choose what you need when you need it. Life can definitely be hectic, but Aloe Moves is always there to add good vibes to your health and wellness journey. If you haven't tried it yet, I think now is the perfect time. Add a little spice, try something different. No matter your path, it's time to make a move with Aloe Moves. You can get a free 30-day Aloe Moves subscription by going to alomoves.com and use code MIND. That's A-L-O moves.com, code MIND in all caps, alomoves.com, code MIND, all caps. Go check it out. Even after the first week, which is not that long of a time, I felt really energetic and just feeling good about myself. And I know for a fact my body was also thanking me because I've never been regular in the bathroom, if you know what I'm saying. And I was every single day. Like that is genuinely unheard of for me. And that was becoming an issue. And I was like, I don't really know what's wrong. I think it was my diet that was the issue. Not that I was eating like unhealthy before, but truly just crowding in more good, like I said, nutrient-dense, healthy foods. That has been really, really helpful. And yeah, just feeling how I feel and feeling my energy be so much more consistent throughout the day and not feeling as groggy and slow and tired. It is just motivation to keep going. We've obviously like, we've talked about it and To both of us, balance is very important. I think balance in any aspect of life is really important, especially when doing this challenge. We don't want to completely just like stop living our lives and, you know, stop hanging out with friends because also part of the challenge is no alcohol. We still want to do all those things, but I don't think that the challenge should take away from your life. I think it should just be an addition to your life, not something that subtracts subtracts other things. And I didn't want it to feel like it took over my whole life. We'll enjoy a cheat meal, if you will, on the weekends, which is really fun. And what I've noticed is that I was treating myself so often. The last few months, I've kind of just let myself go a little bit, which is okay. It was the season to do that. I was not mad about it and I knew what I was doing. I was like, I'm going to enjoy this. And I definitely did. But what I've noticed is that because I was treating myself to certain things every single day. It wasn't feeling like a treat anymore. We were getting takeout so often 
that it wasn't feeling fun and special anymore. And I know some people literally don't have time to cook, so they do get taken all the time. This is not me coming for you at all. But I, we were just always people who really enjoyed cooking at home. And when we would get takeout, it was supposed to be this fun thing. And then we were just doing it so often that it stopped being fun and it stopped feeling like a treat. So now when we do, it feels a lot more special, which I think is really fun. Also, it's just been so fun cooking. And that's really what I wanted to focus on with this challenge is getting better in the kitchen, which you guys know that's been a goal for me for so long is to be more disciplined in the kitchen and not cook things that are just pasta and I'm finally getting there like I said I have been meal prepping which is really nice not fully prepping the meals but just getting everything pre-chopped pre-cooked if I can that has been so helpful I think for me I'm a lazy girl at heart especially when it comes to the kitchen and so having these things prepped and ready to go has made such a difference any way that you can make something easier for you do it and Doing the meal prepping up front, cleaning up front is just so, so helpful. So I feel like we've had so much more time in the weeks to enjoy each other's company, enjoy the food rather than just like slaving away in the kitchen. But yeah, that being said, I know this challenge isn't for everyone. At first, I was a little wary of it. I was like, I don't know if I want to commit to that. But I was like, you know what? I'm doing this because one, it has been so long since I have challenged myself. Truly, I really feel like I haven't been put up to a challenge or a test since high school sports and that was five six years ago I want to have something to work towards have something that holds me accountable so that's been big it feels good to like have a challenge that I'm working towards and two I just want to feel my best I want to see what kinds of differences this makes because I know all these things are things that will make me feel good I want to see doing this for a long extended period of time how I feel I just want to feel my best and that's what it really comes down to challenging myself feeling good and also just working on my self-discipline so i'm really happy that we're doing this shout out to micah for suggesting that we do it because i never would have and yeah if you want to start something like this you could do a 15-day challenge a 30-day challenge a lifetime challenge (laughs) like i don't know it doesn't have to be 75 days but yeah the hope for this is for it to create habits and systems that last past the 75 days and help us make lifestyle changes that we've been wanting to make together. So it's been really fun. I do think too, what is really helpful is that we did modify it for our own lives and you can do that for you too. I know the original 75 hard challenge, I just don't think that was realistic for the both of us to do. And for the people who do do the true 75 hard challenge, shout out to you. You're a superhero because it is pretty strict, I guess you would say. Time consuming, life consuming. So shout out because yeah, we made modifications and I suggest you do that too. You can make it work for your lifestyle. Like I said, even shorten the amount of days, but it's just been fun to do at the beginning of the year to feel like we're working towards something and yeah, doing it together has been really fun. So do it with us if you also want to join and yeah honestly just want to feel our absolute best going into this year and take carry this with us and make these lifestyle changes i just want to be someone who lives an active healthy lifestyle and just feels good at the core of it that is all i ever want is to just feel my best feel mental clarity physically feel good for me personally i don't really do these things for 
aesthetics and like physical reasons because that can get toxic for me personally just with things that I've been through with body dysmorphia and body confidence and stuff that is not the way to go for me personally so I don't even look at it like that I don't even look at it I know for a lot of people when I would watch their videos of their journey doing the 75 hard they would talk about how much their body changed and that was the goal for me I that's not what I'm making it about because I think that would get a little bit toxic and unhealthy for me and I don't want to get obsessive over it so yeah just doing it for how I feel has been amazing and I definitely am feeling very good last year was I think the first year I did a word of the year and that word for me was be just be the point of that was for me to be where my feet are more be more present and that is what I tried to lead my year with was be be more present be more here, be more intentional with my time and my energy and just enjoying more, saying yes more, being in the moment more because I was someone who lived so in my head, so in the past, so in the future and I felt like I was never in the now and yeah, that was an amazing word of the year. I feel like focusing on that, having that one word to think about was really helpful so I definitely wanted to do that again this year and my word of the year this year is intention. I just want to lead my life with intention, be intentional about things, intentional about my energy, my time, what I say, what I do. So that's my word of the year this year. And yeah, I just love having one because I feel like it's easy. It's one word that you can just stick by and live by and think about. I'm someone, I've talked about this before, I don't like doing a list of 20, 25 goals. Like I, I know some people do. And if that's your thing, do you. There's never any judgment coming from me. I just feel like personally when I I used to do this when I would write down so many goals I couldn't even focus on them it made me anxious before even starting them because it's just so overwhelming to think about all these things that you have to do so I feel like for me keeping it concise to about three to five goals helped me narrow them down and focus more on them and actually feel like I can work towards them and achieve them and not be spreading myself too thin spreading or not spreading setting realistic goals was really helpful for me so when I started to do this I felt like it was more intentional of me rather than just listing out a hundred different things that I want for myself because to me that was just doing too much it was overwhelming and you don't want those feelings but even if you're not a goals setting type of person that is okay I truly just love the word of the year. I think it's so fun to just have one thing to think about, lead your life by for that year. It's easy, it's doable, and there's a lot of empowering words that you can choose from. I on my last YouTube video, I actually asked you guys what your word of the year, what your word of the years was were. <laughs> so I'll share some of them if you haven't set one yet to get some inspo. Someone said learn, discipline, understanding, presence peace, balance, I love that, be, allow, consistent, transformative, innovation, enough, courage, consistency, mindfulness, love that, balance, grow, abundance, I think these are amazing, yeah, if you haven't set one yet, maybe do one, maybe this is the year that you do that, and hopefully that list inspired you, you can literally just look it up on the internet, word of the year, words and pick something that you really resonate with that you want to live your year by 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I think the new year brings a lot of inspiration and motivation. It's a time that you can reset your goals, your mind, your space, just feel like you have a fresh start. But I know it can also bring a lot of stress and pressures to make all these changes about ourselves and become a new you, which I don't necessarily agree with. However, instead of making these crazy changes about ourselves, why don't we just start expanding on what we're already doing right? With the help of therapy, you can find your strengths. We can ditch those extreme resolutions and find what works for you. I've talked about my journey with therapy before, but I'll say it again. It has truly been life-changing and has helped me learn about myself on such a deep level. And it's been such a positive and healthy outlet for me to express my emotions. Being in my 20s has definitely been a roller coaster of emotions, but therapy has helped me find the tools to get through life, achieve my goals, big or small. If you're thinking about starting therapy this year, BetterHelp could be that fit for you. And I'm so excited for you to begin your journey with BetterHelp. It's done entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All it takes is a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com mind today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash mind. I did make a few goals this year, so I thought I'd share it in this episode before it becomes completely <laughs> irrelevant. I'll share the ones that are like kind of a joke, but also super niche and not a joke, <laughs> but not, not super serious, but also kind of like I'd like to have these things happen. My first goal is to be able to drink plain or black coffee. This sounds so silly and ridiculous, but again, everyone's goals should be personal to themselves. Oh my gosh, you know what I should do? Make another goal of stop being so defensive. Stop. I'm writing this down. Being so defensive because that is something I definitely need to work on. I think that's one of the biggest things that I need to work on on a personal level, not to air out my business. Anyway, I am someone, my coffees, my lattes are like a dessert. It's so yummy. It's so delicious, but I drink one every day and I can't be doing that with the amount of stuff that I put in it. Truly, there is like 10% coffee, 90% sugar, creamer, like syrups, all these other things. And something about someone who orders like just a plain latte with a splash of milk or a plain iced black coffee, something about that screams maturity and is just so sexy to me. Like anytime one of my friends orders that, I'm like, you are a grown woman. Yes. And then I'm over there like, I'll have a iced vanilla latte with extra vanilla and a cream and foam and whipped cream like that is fine but I just feel like it'd be like I said it'd be fun to have it be a treat and not be an everyday thing and also that is just something I've always wanted really randomly enough is to learn and adapt to loving plain coffee the next thing that kind of falls under something silly but again really niche I want to stop raising my voice 30 octaves (laughs) When I am speaking to a stranger, someone I don't know, someone that I'm meeting for the first time, I always do this and it just bothers me and I, it doesn't, it comes from a place of wanting to be nice and sound approachable because I don't know, I feel like it's cute. It's like just a girly thing. When someone talks to me, I'm like, hi, my voice goes up so much and it bothers me because I'm like, that is not my real voice. I don't even sound like myself. And I think it also just comes from me being nervous. So that's a big part. And if I gain confidence, inherently I should, that should mellow out. But I would love to just keep my voice 
neutral. You know, it can go up a little bit because that's normal. But the amount that I raise it, I literally sound like I'm squeaking. I sound like I'm prepubescent Justin Bieber. And that's also something I've wanted to work on for so long. Micah knows every time that he's with me and then a viewer comes up to me, my voice goes up so high. And as soon as we walk away, I'm like slapping myself in the forehead. Like, why did my voice go up so much? I don't even talk like that. They know I don't talk like that because I don't talk like that in my videos. Like they don't, they know I don't sound like that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So that's something I want to work on. Moving into more normal goals of mine. I want to be intentional. Like I said, word of the year about my spending habits. I don't want to do any more impulsive spending. That is something I'm so tired of doing. And I just want to be really intentional about the things that I buy, the things that I welcome into my closet, into my home. I'm so tired of just buying things because of trends or because someone on TikTok says I need it. Like I really just want to be intentional about the things that are in my space, the things that I'm spending my money on. Because I'm going to be honest, half the time that someone on the internet is like, you need this. And listen, I'm also a content creator, someone who promotes things. And I promote things that I truly love and that I think you would truly love. But I'm going to be so honest most of the time. And I feel like it's the biggest issue on TikTok. And it's, I, I, at least that's what it's been for me. When I scroll on TikTok, I feel like I pass at least 10 videos like this where this changed my life. You absolutely need this product. And I end up buying it. And I'm like, I actually didn't need this. I already have the things that I love, the things that I need, the things that I use. And so, I don't know. Again, no shade to anyone who makes content like that because I, too, will recommend products and things that I think you guys will love. But at the end of the day, you have to really ask yourself, is this something I truly need? And it's okay to also get things that you want. But for me, it just became so, so much of an issue because it was all the time. It was happening so often. So what I've been doing to help myself, one, anytime that I feel like I want to buy something, I'm like, if I want it now, I'll want it in a week. So I'll let it sit in my tabs on Safari or in my cart for a week. And 90% of the time when I revisit it, I'm like, okay, I think that was just like an impulsive thing. I don't really actually want that. And I'm glad that I waited. Two, I have unsubscribed from so many companies on email because that's what'll do it for me. When I get the new drop emails or sale now emails, oh my gosh, I would purchase something all the time because of that. So I unsubscribed from so many different emails and stuff, which feels really good. But yeah, ultimately, I just want to be more intentional about what I spend my money on and the things that I purchase because I'm tired of seeing something that I'm about to donate and being like, oh my gosh, this was something that I bought that I should have thought twice about because I didn't even want it, need it, or use it that much. Truly, I just want to feel like I have a grip (laughs) on my spending habits because I was a shopaholic and I'm saying was because I'm hoping to engrave that in my head past tense but yeah I mean don't get me wrong I'm still gonna spend my money I'm still gonna have fun you know because life is can feel short sometimes and you should spend your money on what you want to but it was just it was I was taking it too far I was taking it to the next level and I recognized that so that's one of my other goals my other goal this is kind of all-encompassing I want to take care of my mind and my health and be in my prime this is the year that I want to feel my absolute best and carry that into my life now and for the years to come. And in terms of business goals, the one that I do want to share because I really want to do this at some point this year, I want to make podcast merch, 
which please let me know your thoughts on this because I think it'd be so fun for us to like share something like that together and rep the On My Mind podcast. Nothing that's too like in your face, the On My Mind podcast, but like a really cute graphic. I love the color themes of my podcast and I feel like it would look super cute in merch. So that's something I really want to do. I think it'd be really fun to connect us all and yeah, just be fun for the community. So that's something that I really want to work on. Like I said, I kept the goals pretty concise this year. There's a few other things, but yeah, those are the ones that I feel like sharing right now. One of my favorite trends recently has been the ins and outs of 2024. Whoever created that, shout out. That is so fun. Basically, if you don't know what that is, you write your ins for 2024, things that are in for you and the things that are out, things that you no longer want. And I have loved watching those TikToks so much. I think it's so fun. Some of my ends for the years are hobbies. I want to continue doing hobbies. I think they just make life so fun. And I think going into adulthood, you kind of forget that you can still have fun and you should have fun. Hobbies don't need to stop when you're a kid. And I know it gets so hard to find the time to do that when you're an adult and you have responsibilities and work and so many different things to do. But making time for that is so important. And yeah, that's been a big game changer for me in the last few months. So I want to keep putting time and efforts and love into my hobbies. Home cooked meals are in. I want to delete my food service apps because if they're not there, I'm really not going to be motivated to re-download it, re-log in, do that whole thing. And like I said, I want it to be a treat when we get takeout or when we go out to eat. I want it to feel super fun and like a treat. And also we were just spending so much more money on takeout. I was doing the math for it and it's crazy how much we save making home-cooked meals, buying groceries at the beginning of the week. We just save so much money doing that. And also it's really nice to prepare home-cooked meals together. And also hosting dinner parties sounds so fun. I can't really do that in this apartment just because it's pretty small. The parking situation is kind of difficult, but in a house, I would love, <laughs> love to do that. Host more things. I want to be in my hosting era. I am so inspired by my grandma. She is the hosting queen, was so good at it. I have been taking tips, noticing, and yeah, she's like passing the baton because she's out of her hosting era. I'm like, you know what? I will take this baton. I'm not going to be nearly as good as you at it because you are just a legend and a queen. But yeah, I really want to host more. That would be super, super fun. Some of my outs, staying out super late. <laughs> nightclubs like listen i'm all for having fun i love hanging out with my friends i love getting a little silly but i'm just so tired of one the way i feel the next day like i hate having my next day feel like it's wasted because i'm at the age where i don't wake up feeling 100 percent fine <laughs> like i'm getting older clearly because i simply do not bounce back like i used to and also i feel like for me personally when i think of quality time with my friends i don't think of a dark room with pounding music and strobe lights where we can't even like see each other. That is a vibe for a time and a place and I respect it. And I think I just went kind of crazy with that last year, which you wouldn't know because I don't really talk about that that much or like post about that. But there was a period where we were just doing that every single weekend and I got really tired and bored and burned out from it, which sounds so silly. But I realized that I love just having dinner with my friends, going out to dinner, even just going out to like a bar or something where it's a little bit more chill you can actually talk to them and hear them and have fun conversations and hear each other. Like I said, there's a vibe and there's a time when it's go time to party. 
and I'm not writing that off for this year. I think having fun is important, but I think my version of fun has just been kind of changing with age a little bit. Oh my goodness. And overconsumption is another out for myself this year, which kind of goes along with one of my goals of being more intentional with my spending and what I buy. Something I really want to focus more on this year is cooking more meals at home. Not only does trying new restaurants get expensive, going out gets expensive, but nothing beats a home-cooked meal. However, sometimes we get a little lazy. I know I do. So that is where Cook Unity comes in hand. Cook Unity is the first chef-to-consumer platform delivering freshly prepared, pre-selected meals right to your door weekly. How it works is basically you tell Cook Unity your preferences and choose from hundreds of meals. They offer a variety of meal plans ranging from 4 to 16 meals per week. Your meals will arrive fresh, not frozen, with heating instructions and nutritional information. All you have to do is just heat up and enjoy. A few days before your next delivery, they'll send a text with recommendations for the following week. You can stick to your selections or choose new ones. Healthy, balanced, and incredibly delicious meals in the comfort of your home sounds like an ideal night in. You can experience chef quality meals every week delivered right to your door. Just go to cookunity.com mind or enter code mind before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using code mind or going to cookunity.com mind. I'm a girl of convenience. And this is definitely it. For me, I really want this year to bring growth and peace and abundance. And I'm feeling really good about this year. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about becoming the best you in 2024. I think that's what we all collectively want for ourselves. And it's never too late to do that. It's never too early. It's never too late. And I say that because you could be listening to this episode when I upload it in the beginning of the year, or maybe you find, maybe this episode finds you at a different time. It's never too late to start. I think at the beginning of the year, there's just a lot of motivation surrounding it and other people are working on their goals. So it feels very inspiring, but also you can start whenever you want to start. There's no right time to do it. I think the sooner, the better get the ball rolling, but you know, sometimes I'm there with you. Sometimes I need to wait till a new day to start something, to implement something. I need to wait for the start of a new week to feel that boost of motivation. But yeah, I think working towards becoming the best you is such a rewarding feeling. It's also a lifelong journey, I feel like, because we're always evolving, always growing. What we want changes and who we are changes. So I kind of just wanted to talk about that in this episode because I think, like I said, a lot of us want that. And so What I will say to start off this whole conversation is that the best you already exists within you. It's not this unattainable person. It literally lives within you. That person is within you right now. It's just a matter of unlocking it. I think it's helpful to ask yourself, what does being the best you mean? What does that look like to you? Because for everyone, it's going to be so individual so unique to your lifestyle, what you want out of life. So you really have to be specific with it. Lay out all the little details of the kind of person you want to be, the things that you want out of life, and start identifying with those things. Let's say to you, being the best you means that you are a morning person. Start identifying with the fact that you are a morning person. I feel like I've talked about this before, but we will place these identities on ourselves that can inherently be negative, even though we don't tend for them to be. For me, I used to always say, oh, I'm just not a morning person. 
even though I really wanted to be, but because I kept saying that and identifying with that, it didn't allow room for myself to grow. So start identifying with the qualities of the person that you want to be. Ask yourself specific things like, what are the routines that the best me has? What does she eat? Who does she surround herself with? This is an idea I've talked about before. I don't mind repeating things on the podcast because I think at certain given times, it could hit harder for you and it could finally make sense to someone. I know for me, there's podcasts I listen to where sometimes they give advice and it just goes over my head. It's not the right time for me to hear it. And then I hear it again and I'm like, thank goodness they repeated themselves with it or talked about this concept again because it found me at the right time. So yeah, this concept of who the best version of you is and laying out the specifics of that is something that I've talked about before, but I'll keep talking about because I think it's so helpful to lay out those certain things of just what kind of qualities do they have? What what do they wear? Like all of these things play into it. And I think the more granular you can get with that, the more you can start doing those things. Because let's say you're answering these questions for yourself and you say that the best version of you is someone who has a morning routine and wears a put-together cute outfit every single day. If that is what the best version of you does, then you start doing that so that you can become that. Am I making sense? That's the question of the day. (laughs) It either is or it isn't. I hope it is because in my mind it makes sense, but sometimes when I try to get the words out, it doesn't exactly stick. So hang with me here. One of the biggest things that can change your life are your routines. I've been actually reading Atomic Habits again because I forgot to mention this earlier, but another thing, a part of our 75-day challenge that we're doing is reading 10 minutes or like 10 pages of a self-help book a night, which has been really nice. One, because I love to read at night anyway, so it's been nice to do that together. So we both read our book together, which feels so adult to like be laying in bed next to each other like reading a self-help book and then like discussing it I'm like when did this happen like when did we grow up I'm so sorry like what is going on it's actually been wonderful but yeah I love this book I read it back in 2020 when it first started gaining a lot of popularity and I just remember it changing my life so much and being very profound to me that was four years ago and so I was like you know what it's time to re-up on this information and I'm happy to be reading it again because I obviously forget pretty much, I mean, I forget about a book the second I'm I'm done reading it. Like, I could have a five-star book that I will tell you I'm so obsessed with, I would give my life for, and not have a single idea what it's about because my memory is so shot. So, it's been really nice revisiting this book. If you haven't read it before, I'm shocked. <laughs> it's called Atomic Habits by James Clear, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. So, we've been reading that every single night. We're a little bit over halfway through, but I've been annotating mine. So I wanted to talk about some concepts and share them with you and some bite-sized information because I think your habits, your routines form your life. Your habits are your life and shape your life and the routines that you have will create the life that you're going to live. And inherently, if you have routines that set you up for success, then that's what you're headed for. And so I've always just been a very routine-based person. I also like to go with the flow a little bit, but in terms of having like a bit of a morning routine and night routine, a workout routine, a work routine, a self-care routine, there's so many different routines you can have in your life. 
I've I've always found it very grounding to lean to lean on with those. I think a lot of the time people think big picture with their goals and what they want out of life. And we fail to realize that it's everything leading up to that is how we're going to get there. The little moments in between, the routines that help us get there. Something he talks about a lot in the book is getting 1% better each day and how significant that can be. It feels so small in the moment, but small habits can make a big difference. If you work on getting 1% better each day for a year, you will end up 37 times better by the time you're done. Conversely, if you get 1% worse each day for a year, you'll decline nearly down to zero. This is read straight from the book. And so what you can perceive as small wins add up. It's a similar concept to how I've always said little things make a big difference and baby steps still will get you to your goals. He says, unfortunately, the slow pace of transformation also makes it easy to let a bad habit slide. If you eat an unhealthy meal today, the scale doesn't move much. If you work late tonight and ignore your family, they will forgive you. If you procrastinate and put your project off until tomorrow, there will usually be time to finish it later. A single decision is easy to dismiss, but when we repeat 1% errors day after day by replicating poor decisions, duplicating tiny mistakes, and rationalizing little excuses, our small choices compound into toxic results. It's the accumulation of many missteps, a 1% decline here and there, that eventually leads to a problem. So I don't know. I have just always resonated with the 1% better every day concept. It's not like you have to do the most. 1% better. We can manage that. And really, it's not about being perfect. I know he mentioned, oh, eating an unhealthy meal, whatever. Listen, I'm going to do that. I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to enjoy delicious foods. But what I think it comes down to is having the good habits outweigh, outscale, the bad ones, I guess. And then one last thing I'll share because I feel like this relates to what we're talking about here. He talks about how habits shape your identity and vice versa. And he says, many people begin the process of changing their habits by focusing on what they want to achieve. This leads us to outcome-based habits. The alternative is to build identity-based habits. With this approach, we start focus. We start by focusing on who we wish to become. And I highlighted this section because I was like, this is so powerful. It's not about what we want to achieve. It's about who we want to become, who we want to be, what we see ourselves being. And yeah, that kind of relates to what we're talking about in this episode about becoming the best you in 2024. This is the year that we're going to do that. Your routines that you have for yourself are filled with these little habits and your habits truly become a part of your identity. It becomes a part of who you are. And so that's why they're so powerful. If you want to also read this book with me, I definitely recommend getting it. It's super popular. You should be able to find it at anywhere that sells books near you. But yeah, this has had a really big impact on my life in the past. And even just reading it now, I feel like it hits so much different. (laughs) Even just like being a little bit older reading it. Yeah, I'm really resonating and really taking away a lot from this book. So it's a good time of year to read it. I definitely recommend. And all this being said, I think what has helped me so much with certain things that I want to achieve, goals that I have for myself, things I want to succeed in, having your why is so important. It will lead you through whatever you go through. Let's say, for example, you want to be a morning person. Why do you want to be a morning person? Because when it's 6 a.m. and you're trying to change your sleep schedule and be someone who wakes up at 6 a.m., 
if you don't have a solid why and a solid reason for wanting to do things, it's going to be really hard to push yourself to do those hard things. And that applies for anything you wish to do with your life, having a strong why. Why do you want to be the best you? Why do you want to be this certain person? Having your why is so powerful. It's something you can always lean back on. When times get tough, you have this reason. And yeah, it really will help push you through the difficulties that come with that. It's so exciting to work on yourself and feel like you're making progress with that. It's not always a linear journey. It can be very up and down because it's just something we go through for life. Once you're like on that journey of wanting to be the best you, like I said, we change so much as people. What we want changes, what we believe in sometimes changes and what we want out of life might look different. So it's definitely a journey that you're in for, for the long haul. But yeah, you want things because future you already has them. So hopefully that empowers you to keep working towards your goals, towards who you want to be. Like I said in the beginning, you will already have that person within you. It's just a matter of really tapping into that, unlocking that, and living your life as that. Hopefully bits and pieces of this episode inspired you or resonated with you. And if not, that is also okay. (laughs) Maybe we'll get them next time. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy to be back. Definitely check out the podcast Instagram. I've been doing some fun shoots for that. And also that's where you're the first to know if we're doing a story time episode or where I just ask for feedback from you guys because obviously with podcasts, unless you're leaving a review, it can be hard to get listener feedback and I'd love to know your thoughts. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I love chatting with you. You're a great listener. I don't know if you've ever been told that. But yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited for 2024 on my mind. It's going to be a really great year. I'm excited to see what we dive into. Like I said, no one knows. You can tune in every single Wednesday for a new episode. So I'll see you then. That was everything on my mind.